Ciao, sono Luca Manfè, winner of Masterchef Season 4, and you're listening to Growing Up Italian Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us, Luca Manfè. Buongiorno a Ciao, tutti. Luca. Luca. My cousin Rocco Ciao. is joining me. Ciao, Un piacere, Tutto Luca. Bene. No, piacere mio. I've been watching you for a long time, guys. It's like, it's like you're celebrities to me. When oh, I walked no. down the panini shop, it was like, the world famous panini shop. <laughs> it's funny. Luca messaged me to do a podcast, and I was like, listen. I begged him. I le- I'll let you know when I could do it. Yeah. And then I let you know when I could do it, right? You did. You and Luca did. made the time. Yeah, and he made it. And he drove all the way from Pennsylvania today drove, to yeah. be here. A nice two-hour drive. Non do yeah. No, man. It's always good. You know, when you are on the highway and you started to see the skyline, because, you know, I lived here for 10 years. Yeah. So this is like a mm-hmm. big part of my life when it's here. When I see the skyline, there is like this energy mm-hmm. that comes up. Like, I love it. Every time I can come to New York. Also now, finally, we have some good weather. Yeah. yeah. So we come. Also, the kids love it. Yeah, just walking around the streets is amazing. How many kids you have? Two, Luca and Valentino. Oh, so Junior and uh, Luca's yeah. older one. Luca is uh, seven. Is Evelino like my grandfather? Luca Evelino, and then Valentino because of Valentino Rossi. Oh wow. yeah, big fan oh, of Valentino. Yeah. Rossi. The best motorcyclist of all time. I follow him when he started. He was seventeen, and I was fifteen. Yeah, wow. your idol, All right? this career, yeah, it is really my idol. Like him and Giovanotti probably are my oh, wow. biggest, biggest idols. Is Valentino Rossi still still race or he retired? No, he retired last year mm-hmm. after twenty five something years, and now he drives uh, cars. Luca, tell us a little bit about yourself because you seem like a man of many mysteries over here. But no, no mysteries. Where, so, where were you born, first of all? Uh, that's funny, and if nobody believes it when I say it, I was born in Sydney. In Australia. Australia. Wow. Okay. So my parents moved there in 1971. You know, Italians, big, right, right, big, big country mm-hmm. of, of immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. They lived there for 15 years. So that's why I came. I came back. I was three years old. Mm-hmm. So my accent, obviously, I'm Italian. My parents are Italian. I grew up in so Italy. So Italian was your first language? All the time. Yeah. Because yeah. awesome. I could yeah. tell you have a little broken English. Broken. <laughs> Very broken. <laughs> We, you know, we say scassata. People say like, um, how long have you been here? My whole life. <laughs> 20 years. You know? No, it's oh, good you though. don't speak English it's good yet. Though. It's like, come on. It's good though. It's good. No, it's, it's character, personality. Yeah, yeah, the accent is not something. Where's your family from in Italy though? Friuli. Friuli. Yeah, north, yeah, I'm a big Friulano guy. Yeah. Where, where is that Friuli. on the map? Friuli is in the northeast of Italy. Northeast. I don't know if you're asking me because you don't no, no, know. No, I don't really know. Oh, okay. So we need to do a little bit of No, because I've seen a lot of, um, like, truly, like, a lot of people, like, post, like, dialect videos, like... Oh, say, you yeah, actually I just posted, yeah. posted? That yes. made me so yeah. happy. That's why I'm asking. That... That, that nonno dialect, right? reminded me of my grandfather yeah. so much. I actually, I tried to reach out to them because I really would like to talk. Because I speak Friulano. We are, mm-hmm. we are very proud of our, you know, also because it's a, it's a language. 
Everybody mm. talks about that. Friulian, eh? that's what it's called. Friulano, yeah, Friulano yeah. and Sardinian. Sardo and Friulano are the two dialects that are recognized as their own languages. As their languages and can be taught. Is in that school. heavy? Is it because it's completely oh, different? Forget about it. Yeah, people so. don't really understand. So, so geographically, it's like Venice, east t- of top Venice, right, top right, top right, okay. east of Venice. You look at the map. We are on the border with uh, Slovenia and Croatia, like mm-hmm. ex-Yugoslavia. And on the north is Austria with the Alps. Mm-hmm. And then we are... So you land in you, Venice. You look like you could be like from Austria or like like a different... Because you have like the blue eyes and That's light hair. That's a very good point because uh, we were invaded and we were part of the Austrian-Hungarian kingdom yeah, yeah. for a long I, time. I, I believe that. And, so, you know, Italians, we've been like invaded so many times that's why we have so many dialects and yeah. we all look so yes. different. Yes. Like people do when they see you, they're like, oh, you don't look Italian. There's no such thing as looking Italian, though. To me? Yeah, do you ever get that? Like people no, say, they you say you look very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's Italian. a bella mamma. So a bella mamma. It's, it's, it's very cool about the, 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 geogra- the, the history. So after your family left Australia, you guys went to. Went Friuli? back to Friuli, right where uh, my parents uh, grew up. What was the reason? They just missed it, or my father? My father missed uh, Italy a lot. Um, he missed the food. He was over there. I think is. I, I think that back in the day, it wasn't as easy, you know, mm-hmm. to be an immigrant. Like right now, you come over, you're Italian. Everybody's cheering on you, right? Everybody gets excited. Mm-hmm. Back then, uh, my father was. Was a you know regular worker, so you would have to clash with all people local for languages. People. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he really loved it that much, but also all the family was back, all the nonni, my mother, uh, parents, and everything. So they just moved back, and I mean now now they're and retired. They're and the rest was history. So the rest uh, was history, talk yeah. to us about yourself, man. How'd you get started into doing what you do? And what is it that you do? Let's start so with that. So what is it? What do we do? I started as a server back in the day when I came to New York the first time. That was the easiest job. So that was, you that was your York? first job. You were a server? In America, yes. Okay. What year was that? You remember? 2003. Okay. Oh, okay. Of <laughs> almost 20 years so i'm 41 this year, you look good you, know? you look good so, thank you you look good you look good <laughs> so almost half of my time now is all my life has been here in america, america. first time was in disney world wow was it like an internship yeah everybody that. does that cultural yeah. epcot epcot center yeah, in the italian pavilion it was an incredible experience almost 22 First time away from my family. I think almost first time getting into an airplane. Yeah. And then Florida. But because Epcot, you know, all these people that you see in the Epcot pavilions, they are all from that country. Yeah. Right? So imagine that you're sharing. We lived in the I like that place. though because it's authentic like that. Oh, forget about it. Yeah. You really learn a lot. I don't know about the culture, but you really learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a game game life-changing experience because you really get to experience no this is jokes apart you really get to experience the culture because you hang out with a lot of people from other countries and they don't put you in the same apartment with other italians specifically for that reason so improve your english i i lived with a british with a german with a french another guy we have somebody from uk and Me, uh, the United Nations. It, it is amazing. I think there's like 11 or 12 different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, that I did for one year. Then I went back to Italy. And 
as much as I love Italy and Friuli, where I'm from, eight thousand people town where I grew up. Small, small town, it's like right? us. So I go to Italy. I mean, to America for one year. I travel. We came to New York, Las Vegas, Miami. We went to Costa Rica, Jamaica. Then you go back home, and it's like, okay. Yeah, your mind saw a world of potential. You know, after a while now. in Italy, everything is the same. People work from Monday to Friday. They wait Friday night to go out and Saturday night. The Sunday they rest, you know, soccer and everything. Mm -hmm. So that for me was the time to just travel. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I took off. I went to Sydney because I had the Australian passport. Mm -hmm. But as much as it's beautiful, it's an amazing city. The weather is fantastic. How can you compare the weather? Like California almost? Like dry uh so sydney is very very hot their winter you know also is opposite it's opposite us, yeah, yeah right but the winter is very short and uh, when it's hot it's really hot but also you live in a city but you go to the most amazing mm -hmm. beach you know right like the, the the side scenes when you're driving on the coast i would say like i was i like san diego a lot that San Diego reminds me a little bit of the coast of Sydney, mm -hmm. the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Yeah, I think like California. But I didn't like it as much as I loved America. And also, I had many, oh, many friends that were with me in Florida, they were already in America. Some yeah. in New York, some in Miami. Mm -hmm. So we would talk, email and messages and stuff. It's like, nah, I got to go back to the States. And then you, and then you, so you started, Yeah, you started as a server. What made you get into the kitchen? The show. So I work as a server before, then mm -hmm. then I become a restaurant manager. I mean, I worked in a lot of very good restaurants. The best probably was Geisha. Um, is it still Geisha, open? No, it's closed. It's part of the Serafina group. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Serafina's big, yeah. Yeah, they used to have a Japanese restaurant. Oh, really? It was absolutely fantastic. So you worked Sit in a Japanese restaurant? For three years. I loved it. I was Uji. This was the thing. So the first couple of years that I worked in New York, I worked in Italian restaurants. Mm -hmm. One was Remy, 53rd and Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah, very Venetian yeah, style, yeah. which was my style, right? So all mm -hmm. food that I understand. And then when I was going around and look for another restaurant, because I got fired from <laughs> over there. Um, Why did you get fired? Too much espresso breaks? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go into details, don't worry. I, uh, wait, it, was it was a long time ago. I don't, I don't mind sharing it, but that was the type of guy I was. I hit with my head another server. What you thought, you Zinedine Zidane or something? <laughs> <laughs> I hit it in his forehead, and, <laughs> uh, pots, so you? and the manager at the end of the night he said, "I think uh, you know you gotta go, <laughs> bro." <laughs> someone that hits you with their head is a psychopath. <laughs> Stay away from doors the way you. Because think about the middle of service, yeah. With customer sitting on the table. <laughs> bro, think about it. You're hurting yourself just as much as you're hurting the person. <laughs> I didn't. I, it was just more of the gesture. But anyway. Anyway, that was a long time ago. I'm a nice, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can see. I'm about to get headbutt right now. I Hold on. Yeah, please don't so do that. everything. <laughs> yeah, don't do that to us. I changed a lot. So when I was looking for a new job, I was looking at these menus, and the majority of Italian restaurants, they serve the same stuff. Yeah. I was Chicken palm. Right? I was looking at the wine list, and it was always the same wines. And I said, like, I was getting almost like... Uh, depressed of us uh, oh i gotta start all over again and selling the same stuff and then this guy calls me that sells wines and he said hey there is serafina's looking for a server but also next door at the japanese restaurant they looked for a server as well over there i looked online at the menu 
85% of the ingredients, I had no idea what they what were. What it was. And I say, this is where I want to work. Really? You wanted to take that challenge? I wanted to learn more. Yeah. I wanted to get a challenge. That's the right word. I wanted a job that challenged me. Yeah. And actually, the first, I think training was almost four weeks. Wow. Or oh, training was four training weeks. Training was four weeks because until they, they were not 100% confident that you knew the menu, that you knew what you were talking about. First mm -hmm. thing you did in the morning, you went to the sushi bar. And the sushi chef would bring out the fish. And show you. And you would have to guess what it was. Uh, it would change it day after day. It would change the position. Yes. So you wouldn't remember just the position, but you have to recognize. And then during service, you know, when they have these beautiful sushi platters with all different, it would call you over and say, describe me the fish. Japanese culture takes food and like wine and I love whiskey it. very very serious I so good it. it's my i think it's my favorite after italian oh, cuisine I'm, me and one of my friends argue food. all the time and he says japanese food is better yeah, than italian it's food amazing and you know what is the similarity of it is the quality of the ingredients right like yeah. why everybody like good says fish and why everybody says when they go to italy oh the food tastes so much better because we put effort on the food that we pick right because we always use seasonal ingredients Right. right, a tomato is going to be delicious in July and August. It's not yeah. going to be delicious in January, right? And Japanese people and cuisine has the same kind of dedication right. to the quality of food. That makes a big difference. Yeah. So here we are now. Oh, I was talking yeah. about my story. I yeah. forgot. <laughs> no, Geisha was a game changer because yeah. uh, I like still long time family like long-time friends that we work together now, they become family. My wife, I met at that restaurant. Over oh, there. nice. Yeah, and then... Um, was she a customer or she was working well, there? Well, she's working there. We did not get along at all when we worked together. But then I quit and I went to another restaurant that was like a few blocks away. Mm -hmm. And that's great lesson for me. I went to the other restaurant because they paid me almost double than what I was making at Geisha. But I hated it so that was a great lesson okay money is not really the most important thing you should make decisions in different ways right money is um, important though too money you pay the is bills. very important 100 anybody says that money's not important is lying no no i didn't say that <laughs> yeah. i said they're not the most important thing because you can't pay your rent with dreams oh, you know about it. No, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with that and that is true everybody can say so that. then what your your wife came then, by the new restaurant or something how did oh, you rekindle? I would I would go and visit because the place was only four blocks away. Mm -hmm. And the restaurant I left, Geisha, for me, was like home. Mm -hmm. I was actually working during service in the other restaurant as a manager. Mm -hmm. And I would just walk to Geisha, get a drink. I wonder why I lasted only eight months in that job. But <laughs> I would just go to Geisha, have a drink. And that's me and her uh, started to connect after that, but it was a long uh, process to get uh, where, where. Which restaurant did you like start getting in the kitchen? Never. Never? Never. So MasterChef is for amateur cooks. Okay. Oh. So after uh, that restaurant I didn't like, there was Bottega del Vino. I end up in the Upper East Side, the great guy called Enrico Proietti. 
I Sans Familiar. Yeah, he bought a Honda. Okay, okay. Uh, per Lei and Bella Blue. I think yeah. Bella Blue is the only one that is still open. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm I not. heard of Per Lei too. I feel like I ate that. I worked at Per Lei for a while. Um, I, I, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite place. But when I was at Per Lei, that is when I went to do the audition for MasterChef for the first gotcha, time. Gotcha, gotcha. So MasterChef is for amateur cooks. So we actually signed a contract that says you never attended culinary school and you never worked in a kitchen before. Oh. I was in the restaurant industry, but I was a front of the house guy. Mm -hmm. And um, that's it. I actually never worked in a restaurant in my life. But after the show, I started to do this, what I call them dinner with Luca. And I go and cook in people's home. So people call me like bachelor, bachelorette party. Uh, people call me for like anniversary dinners, uh, birthday parties, right? Sometimes just to get together. Oh, graduation it was last month. Was a lot of uh, college right, right. Uh, graduation stuff like personal that. cook. Yeah, personal cooks, small, intimate, which I love, you know. And we're not just like the catering company that drops the food there and warms it up. No, no it's like very restaurant on. style uh, food, very fancy. In your book, what are most of the recipes? So the book is funny. This is a piece of history right now because this was made eight years ago. They're not going to do a second uh, run. A second run. So you're not going to find it anymore. I brought something because I saw Rosella coming last week and she yeah. brought you off of a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> Say, if I go there empty-handed, they're going to yell at me. You no, can't no. keep up with Rosella. <laughs> she, has, she has a whole... Uh, a whole yes. So this is time for me to do a new book. I'm still proud of this book, but this was right after MasterChef. So mm -hmm. still, I never really cooked in my life. Right now, it's been eight years after the show. After the show, and now you're cooking a lot more. Now I'm cooking a lot more. My cooking style changed a lot. My techniques change. Uh, so it is time to make a new book. What I like of this cookbook are the stories, and I say a piece of history because I don't think you even find it on Amazon anymore. I think. The run is over. So um, the history, no, the, what I talk about every recipe has a little bit of a meaning. And I love those recipes that are food that my mother or my grandmother mm. used to make for me. Yeah. That, to me, is something... The traditional dishes need are meant to yeah. be authentic. Like the meatballs is my mother recipe. There's a fried eggplant recipe that was my grandmother. But I'm surprised yeah. they they allow you to to share it. Our family's very stingy with their recipes. Like, oh, make sure you don't say this. They, they yeah. leave one thing out. Always. So we can't. Everybody asks for recipes when we make something, ah, but we no. can't. Really? They keep yeah, the I swear to God. Uh, no, no, we are. Uh, I don't know what it is. They think no. it's like a treasure chest. We are open. No. I want to play a little game. No, okay. no, no, uh, no saw intended. I, I love well, games. I love want to play a game? I love games. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple of pastas. Okay. Pasta shapes. Okay. And you're going to tell us the perfect sauce for that pasta. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it's time to put you on the spot. Okay. The first one, cavatelli. Oh, cavatelli. Okay, so cavatelli is mostly from the south, right? Mm -hmm. And he has this shape that is like... Is made to hold the sauce because of the shape, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say any meat sauce. Like a bolognese sauce? Bolognese, yeah, but see, bolognese is more from the north. I don't know what they make cavatelli with. Pasta asciutto. 
We call pasta. She's like just a regular tomato sauce, fresh tomatoes. Fresh tomato. No, but I like you know that like that meat sauce. Like it doesn't have to be ground beef. Like ragu that's been cooking for four or five mm-hmm. hours. A very dark sauce. Dark sauce. Very rich in flavor. Cavatelli is the perfect Sunday dinner yeah. shape. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree because it holds the sauce so much. All right. The next one is fusilli. Eh, fusilli is more like a fresh type of pasta. So I actually like fusilli with my salata di pasta, right? When you do oh, like a pasta, pasta salad, salad yeah. pasta salad, right? Uh, or with something fresh like uh, spring peas, green peas, and maybe prosciutto, right? Like a little prosciutto. Yeah, it's pea. like yeah. like not refreshing, but it's like, yeah, it, like it holds a lot of stuff in there yeah, too, yeah. though. But like, how many times do you eat fusilli? Sure. We eat fusilli a lot. You do? We had fusilli this weekend. With what? Red sauce. Red sauce. Just sauce. Okay, just basic. Yeah. I think I think fusilli. You know what it is? Our family makes um a lot of fresh fusilli. Yeah. Oh, they like when it? It, yeah, they oh. make like it's they like made fresh fusilli. Kind of like the easiest to make, I feel. I, I, yeah. You know, roll it out. They just roll it, it out, yeah. yeah. Cut it up, you know? Very nice. Pene regate. Again, tomato. Oh, you you hide in the Pene regate <laughs> again, a, a tomato sauce works well. Vodka right? sauce? Vodka sauce, very good. The rigate, the rigate. I'm trying to instigate. I want to see where your stance is on vodka sauce. Oh, come on. I'm not like that. I think think anything can be made as long as I like it. Ingredients are good. Yeah, Yeah, why not? It's not authentic Italian. Who's who we are to say, you know? (laughs) I like like you. I like you, Luca. What about rigatoni? So, rigatoni is the large shape. Yeah. Right? So, again. Rigatoni are like that, and then they have a hole. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one was on my That's Bolognese. Rigatoni Bolognese. Yeah, that's, that's a good Bolognese. Classic. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Linguini? Uh, linguini, a variety. So my favorite linguine is clams. Yeah, oh, linguini, oh, clam yeah. sauce. Clams, that's garlic. The first thing that comes to mind. White wine, parsley. Like, mm. yeah. Can't beat it. I, I don't see. Uh, we do, I think we do linguini with the panna e prosciutto in San Daniele. You know San Daniele yeah. prosciutto? I mean, mm-hmm. I know you guys... Only thing that San, the prosciutto is from Parma. No, no, right. San Daniele is very good too, though. <laughs> San Daniele is very good. It's a little cheaper than Parma too. I think uh, in t- oh, ta- did you say what well, linguine? Yeah. Ah, oh, no, that's tagliolini. tagliolini. We make tagliolini with San Daniele with a touch of cream. Mm. They chop the, ta- the the prosciutto thicker, and then on top you put the thin prosciutto, touch of cream, and poppy seeds. I never Tagliolini, had that. Tagliolini, San Daniele. That sounds good. Yeah, I would definitely famous, have that. Very famous. What about spaghetti? Eh, That's a popular. So spaghetti is either you go classic tomato and basil. Yeah, simple as but that. But also spaghetti carbonara. Aglio e olio. Aglio e olio. Cacio e pepe. But linguini aglio e olio too, no? Linguini aglio e oh. olio too, but this is the thing. Like when you make aglio e olio and uh, midnight after the, the club with your friends, you know, you don't, you don't make linguine. <laughs> right. You are the heaviest. You, you make burdella. You yeah, what about yeah. spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> Next. <laughs> so, so, wait, so listen, guys, vodka sauce he accepted. Spaghetti I, and meatballs. I, 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 I didn't want to start a, a polemica. So spaghetti and meatballs, this, my, my wife is an eye opener on this one. Like, what is the difference that's what she says. Between bolognese and meatballs. When you make that on top. Because if you break the meatballs, that's kind of a bolognese. That's true. I never heard anybody compare like that. But. So I've been here for a long time. My wife makes it at home. And I ate it. 
And I was like, it is delicious, right? Then you can, you can start the debate that says, okay, in Italy they make it too, but the polpettine, they're much, much smaller, yeah, right? You know what I like the most? Is when I cook the meatballs and I leave the tomato sauce cooking in the meatballs for four or five hours. Because then the sauce gets all the meat. That sauce is the best for the pasta. That to me is the whole secret of it. But spaghetti and meatballs, why not? Right, we've been accepted. Oh, oh, you threw oh, a, a curveball. I, th- I thought you were gonna be like, absolutely not. Man, no. If it's delicious, if it's deli- like even like chicken parmigiano. You're very accepting, okay. huh? Because I've been here for twenty years. What about pineapples okay. on pizza? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I just want to make sure he wasn't a robot. <laughs> yeah, to real. get back on track, what about orecchiette? Perfect sauce. Be orecchiette. If you do anything by bro- but broccoli rub and sauces. Yeah. Something is gonna fall in the head. <laughs> huh? Yeah, no. You know what I do? And I don't know if it's very traditional. I saute the also, how do you make the base for the broccoli rub? A little extra virgin olive secret. oil, no? EVO. And a little pasta water? Garlic? Don't forget about it. Garlic. Take notes. Garlic, shallots, anchovies. And anchovies? Oh, he doesn't like fish. Broccoli. Man, no, you don't even taste it. Yeah, it just, it's just a, lot of, a lot of anchovy eating. dishes like melt. I love melts. anchovies. So you melt with the olive oil. Huh? Mm-hmm. Obviously, little red pepper flakes, right? Then the broccoli rub, you can cut it or boil it and then pour it in. If you boil it, to me, they retain too much water. Right. right. So either you, I boil it earlier and I let them drain all the water. Bl- is, it, is it called blanching it, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. The blanching is like... Uh, boiling water, ice water, so mm-hmm. they keep up the bright, the mm-hmm. crunchiness, and also they don't overcook, right? But then you need to drain them a lot. Otherwise, you're going to have all this water going, right? Yeah. But then I take some of the broccoli rub and I make a little puree. So my bottom okay, of the okay. sauce is more green yeah. and is more liquid, but it's not just water, it's the actual... has a flavor. So the pasta gets a little bit more red. I never heard anybody make it like that. That's, that's it's, unique, it's, but it know, makes it's sense. It's one of the... I feel that sometimes if you do just sausage and broccoli rub, if you don't do it in the right way, you might have... A little, it might be a little bit too dry, mm-hmm. you know? And also, I like also toasted breadcrumbs on top. Mm-hmm. Pecorino, right? Little spicy. You gotta cook for us sometime. I can anytime. <laughs> we'll, do a little, we'll do a little spettacolo. Oh, <laughs> what about gnocchi? Anytime. So gnocchi, where I'm from, the most classic in Friuli is duck ragu. Wow, I would love to try that. I it's would love Bologna. to try. That's that. like rabbit so, ragu too. It's like a big thing too. Oh, rabbit ragu. So famous rabbit. My so I remember my grandmother making a rabbit stew. I'm going to avoid the story when they made me kill the rabbit when I was eight oh or nine years God. old. Love but it. my grandmother used to make this rabbit ragu with potatoes and a little bit of tomatoes. But where we are from in Friuli, it's very famous gnocchi with duck ragu. And they make the duck, is ground, ground mm-hmm. duck, ground meat, right, of the mm-hmm. duck. And it's cooked. It's very, very, very simple dish. And then the, usually the ragu is put on top. No tomato. Just like the duck. Uh, See, like sauce. when I think of gnocchi, I think of like um, like now, especially in New York, like a butter, sage. Yes, brown like, butter. Uh, yeah, brown butter. Like that's a big, like every restaurant, that's what they have gnocchi with now. Also, did you see how much it changed the way that people cook gnocchi right now? They yeah. like to toast them. Toast them. Yeah. Right? They call it Parisian style gnocchi. They toast them. What do you think? 
I'm I'm not a fan. I like my gnocchi is more shad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, so you like potato gnocchi or ricotta gnocchi? What's, I, what do you I, prefer? I like both to eat. Honestly, I I'm not a fan of making ricotta gnocchi because okay. they're a little bit harder, right? Okay. And I can make so where I'm from, potato, potato gnocchi are very famous, but also butter squash gnocchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yes, another yes, one. Pumpkin yeah. gnocchi, yes. but that's made. Uh, just flour and pumpkin, and then we drop them on the water just with a spoon. Yeah. We don't roll them out. Right. The dough is kind of wet and sticky, so we take usually a spoon. Also, if you want to do a fancy in the restaurant, you do like a pastry bag, right, right. and mm. then they cut them, right? And you put it in the boiling water. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, are, are amazing. Pumpkin, and back in Italy, in Friuli, we make it with the butter and sage, and we finish with smoked ricotta, which is a big thing where we are from. Because, you know, they used to, not for refrigerations, yeah. lots of farmers. The pasta had to be yeah. made on the spot, yeah. Yeah, they, they have to make, like, things, how they have all this milk, they make cheese, and then they have their leftover whey, they make ricotta, but the ricotta is going to spoil, so they were smoking it. Right. It's amazing, like, the, 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 the mentality behind it is amazing. What about parpedelle? Uh, parpedelle is uh, braised something. Rabbit, as you said, yeah, like rabbit ragu comparpadella. Is it also buco or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, also yeah. buco with the anything braised, it goes with pappardelle, oxtail, rabbit, boar, wild oh, yes. boar in Tosh. That's big where we're from. Tosh. Tosh. Yeah. Oh, in down south. Geniale. Yeah. How do you say boar? Geniale. 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 Where we are from, like, I had a couple of friends that they, like, destroyed the car. They're massive, these animals. Yeah. They come out from nowhere. Like, the deer. That's all muscle, deer? too. They're not, oh, like, pigs. Oh, they're, they're mean. That's why their meat is tough. Oh, they're yeah. mean. Yeah, that's why you break. But they're also, like, yeah. 200 pounds, two, oh, 250 Straight muscle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the much. last one. Okay. I like this job. Ra- this ravioli. Yeah. So, ravioli. <laughs> this is actually a story from MasterChef. Because I was making this ravioli with broccoli rab, and I served them with a pecorino cheese sauce. And I could never get this sauce right. And Gordon Ramsay told me and looked at me and he said, like, why are you trying to make this cheese sauce? That's a lesson. Kira nukako gatsa, bro. Kira nukako gatsa. I love it. I love it. So the ravioli, he said, your ravioli, are s- the filling is so delicious. You just need the sauce, a light, to, light, sauce. light sauce to complement the ravioli, not to overpower. Yeah. So ravioli, the best of the ravioli is the filling. That's the surprise when you open it. It's mm-hmm. like a present, like wrapped in the pasta, and then you open it up and you look what's inside. Mm-hmm. That's like so. You need a sauce. To me, butter and sage. Yeah, I yeah, don't really. I'm wrong. not a fan of brown butter sauce. Burro nocciola, they call it in Italy. In the ravioli, I, I don't care for it too much. So you need the sauce. But honestly, a simple ricotta in spinaci, I have no problems putting tomato mm-hmm. sauce in it. Ricotta, spinaci, tomato sauce, ravioli, I have no problem. So since you didn't bring up the sauce, I have to ask, what's the best pasta shape for pesto sauce? So in Genova, in Liguria, it's trofie. Trofie, right? But also bavette, which is similar to a linguine. Which one's that? It's similar to a linguine. Okay. Bavette al pesto. And over there, they also call it trenette. 
al pesto, which as far as shapes are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But, but usually it's like trophy, small trophy, mm-hmm. pesto, fresh pesto. Before, before we go, when Where do you think going? it's more important for fresh pasta and the dry pasta? Is there like certain sauces that it must be fresh pasta and then there's like certain sauces it must be a dry pasta? Let's start saying that there's nothing better than fresh pasta, right? Mm-hmm. But some sauces don't go. With it. Some sauces don't go. So when you have a rich sauce, mm-hmm. you need fresh pasta. Mm-hmm. You need long pasta, mm-hmm. right? To me. I don't like to have an oxtail with penne. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think you I like a like, spaghetti, yeah. right? No, fettuccine, pappardelle, yeah, Short pasta is more the easy stuff, right? So box pasta, tomato, and uh, pomodoro, yeah. right? Even sausage, broccoli, rub, and sausage. You can do like a box, uh, a box pasta. I feel that when you have a, a sauce, right? yeah, when you have a sauce that's been cooking for a long time. You need to give that fresh pasta. I think it's also a consequence, and that's how you do it in the kitchen. You put up the sauce, the cook, the sauce cooks for five hours. Let me make the fresh pasta for it. The rest is more like the box pasta is for easy going stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, green peas and ham, like panna prosciutto, yeah. right? What we said, tomato sauce, right? I mean, there's nothing penne, penne bolognese, origatoni box pasta. It's still delicious. Yeah, as I, long I, as you don't overcook it. Of course, of course. That's but I, I have w- one last thing. Yes. There's two things part of this thing. Okay. Well, let's have a little more fun. All right. Okay. You know, you being a winner of Master Chef, can you tell us <laughs> does the pasta shape affect the way it tastes? Does the pasta shape affect the way it tastes? So, does rigatoni taste the same as penne rigate to you? Is basically what I'm asking. In a sauce or generally? In general. Because people always talk about it that the pasta shape affects the way the pasta tastes. I mean, that like let's say, uh, I'm trying to think of an A example. farfalle tastes different than a rigatoni. All right, so let's yeah. say if we're making vodka yeah. sauce, right? Yeah. Or or uh, a bolognese. A farfalle e penne regate. They're the same flour and everything, but there's a... The shape affect the taste. What do you think? And and the end of the debate, right? Is now. that the same that, type of pasta? Like same box? Same yeah, the yes. Checo, whatever. Barilla. Yeah. No? It's just more comfortable, you say? Farfalle and rigatoni. Does it taste the same to you? I mean the texture is different, but the flavor is the same. Okay. I think I think like the different pastas hold the sauces differently. So you're actually enjoying the sauce more. Yeah, but that, I agree with But you, you got to answer the question as it is, though. You can't put everything else into perspective. I can't put in everything else. Like, you're looking at me like you're supposed to say yes. They taste No, you're like, because I'm going to say yes. They definitely okay. taste different to me. Okay. You can't I'm tell me, to, you can't tell me Cavadelli and Fusilli taste the same, because to me it's... From a box? From a box, it tastes completely different. Whether you put sauce, the same, the same sauce, same sauce, same flour or not, it tastes to me taste? different. It's in my I head or what? The taste... To me, is the same. The texture is completely different. The, expe- course, the experience course. is different, though. <laughs> the experience is different. But the way you hold the, the, whole, the sauce holds in the pasta. I'm getting hungry. Okay. We got to eat something I think now. it's also the way you saute. Like, if you, don't, if you make the sauce stick to the pasta in the right way, you use the pasta water. But I would say no final answer. Okay. Same flour, 
Same brand. Same thing. Everything the yeah. same. Just the shape. Right. One last thing before we go. Okay. You All said right. one last thing 25 minutes. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I got busted chops. All right. You being on MasterChef. Yes. Is Gordon Ramsay the man that he is perceived to be? This intimidating I guy? I love him. Oh, it is. Oh, forget about it. Yeah. He has a presence. Like, at the beginning, when you first get into the show, and, like, the cameras are, are new, the lights are new, the judges... He is intimidating. He's the guy, like, I don't know. I never work in a corporate company, but imagine that if, you, if you're just like a small guy in a big corporate company <laughs> and the CEO, CEO walks on the hallway. He's that guy? Just like, yeah, he's like that. He scares but then, me. No, he is very intimidating. Hey, he is the one, and he liked me a lot. So after a while, the relationship... Like, we talk to them only on the show, so it's not that, like, we become friends. Right, right, right. right. But because we talk to each other every single day, after a few weeks, you get more relaxed Comfortable, around him. Yeah. But is he still the one, until the last day, that you want him to be the happiest? Yeah. You, he is the one you want to Because he's the hardest to please. Yeah. And then, if you look at him, at his personality overall, I mean, he has a history of being that chef that maybe was in Hell's Kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what it used to be the industry back then. Yeah. Yeah. It was normal. He, over the years, he changed a lot. And now you can see, first of all, he's an incredible smart businessman. Mm -hmm. And in every different show that he does, he has a different personality. Right. He's the sweetest guy mm -hmm. in MasterChef. I have nightmares of him. <laughs> I, like, I have nightmares of no, him trying to my sandwich and be like, what is this dog food? No, there? but also after the show, I reached out a few times just for personal favor. And he was always very happy to help. And he was very Shout nice. out to Gordon. Man. Oh, I love him. I love He's doing him. the right thing. <laughs> Guys, make sure to check out Luca Monfe on all social media. He's a friend of ours. Ciao. Man.